fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. There's one big question that I have today, and I'm wondering at what point does the other side of the aisle finally recognize that their abusive, ridiculous, absurd mandates, wannabe control, look towards the government for all the answers mentality is just going to crumble before their eyes? At what point does this just finally fall apart and they have to admit that they were completely loony. We have people now just so desperate to get rid of these mask mandates, open things back up, get back to normal, get rid of these vaccine mandates that are coming out. Joe Biden's about ready to speak tomorrow. We'll see what he has to say about that. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. We have people so desperate to get away. Now, this could be two reasons. One, because of the uh, the housing market in Colorado, which has been an absurd, ridiculous market for a long time. I know I had to leave that one because it was stupid. The other reason is because I think people just want to get away. There are now tree houses going up for sale for $80,000 in Colorado on a little bitty, legitimately, like one bedroom, not even a bedroom, maybe like 200-ish square foot um, tree house. For 80 grand. I know. Crazy. Welcome into the show. I'm pumped up today. It's exciting. We got a lot to get to. We'll try and cram as much of it as we can into the show. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, multiple radio stations all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. We appreciate you, your millennial general. Reporting for duty as we do every single day. Uh, my last day before my vacay tomorrow and Friday, so I'm excited about that. We will get into some September 11th commemoration since I won't be around at the end of the week to do so. Uh, and we'll have that with our guest at the bottom of the hour, Mickey Bell, a stand-up comedian. We'll be talking about depression, trauma, and uh, ways to properly commemorate the uh I don't want to say holiday, the the anniversary of the September 11th issue that happened oh so 20 years ago. Can you imagine? 20 years back, that event actually happened. But I don't want to waste any time because uh, we have him at the bottom of the hour, but we have a great guest on right now that I want to jump into. So let's get into our What's Trending for the Day. What's Trending Today. And the big question is, at what point will individuals just stop saying, I'm, I'm done with the mandates? I wanted to get back to normal as we have uh, some on the other side of the aisle, and even some on our side, which is very strange, that are just like, you know, do what the government says. It's a it's a pandemic. It's a virus thing. It's very scary. Just go along with whatever the CDC says, whatever Fauci says. Oh, yes. I hear on, about them every single day. And at what point do we just say enough is enough? I saw a headline that right now we have a three, what is it, uh, headline on Drudge Report right now, which I don't recommend going to Drudge, 300% higher uh, number of COVID-19 cases than just a year ago in the heart of the pandemic. Yet... We're open compared to what we had last year. So what's the difference? And why are we still trying to go along with their shenanigans? On the phone with us, super excited to have her on. She is a political strategist. She is a social media guru with videos that's gone viral all the time. You can find her at Fog City Midge on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the good stuff on there. Uh, but Maggie Vandenberg with us here. Maggie, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. And I also have to say randomly 
Twitter reinstated my account yesterday after a four-month, quote-unquote, permanent <laughs> suspension. So it's good to be back on some of my social media. Yeah, some of your social media. Yeah, I just got banned uh, last week on YouTube. I'm, I'm banned on there from doing live video streams until December because I said that people should take you know their health into their own hands and do whatever they want to for their own personal health. And they blocked me from medical misinformation. So that's I get to look forward to wow. that four-month ban. Wow, what what a what a novel concept taking responsibility for your own health. Wow, never thought of that. Yeah, what a and I didn't even mention COVID. I I had made the comment that we had changed our diet, which I saw a story about a month ago that changing your diet to more healthy, you know, plant more plant-based and less meat and less salt, you know, less sodium and preservations and all this stuff that you could actually lower the uh, chances of extreme symptoms of COVID by like 40%. And I mentioned that, but apparently that's now misinformation because the only way, Maggie, that you can actually stop COVID is to wear a mask and get the vaccine, right? Of course. And, you know, with the vaccine, you get your free donut and six pack of beer, of course. <laughs> yeah, there is that makes as well. Uh, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Wait, just hide in the bubble and wait for the government to, uh, to help you. I, I got to ask, I mean, at what point do we finally say enough is enough? I mean, I'm to that point. I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't wear a mask. I don't really go out anywhere because I'm in a radio studio 12 hours a day. But I, I don't go out. I don't wear the mask. I don't get the vaccine. But apparently... If we choose that lifestyle, then we are the problem with society. We're not just going along to get along for the community and for the general good. We're the ones spreading the virus. We're the ones killing people because we are the problem if we just don't do what they tell us. When will people finally wake up and say, I'm not, I don't care and I'm not following that guideline anymore because we know it's BS? Well, I think it needs to happen as soon as possible, right? Like, I, I hit my threshold about four months ago and I said, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm, I, you know, even if it means that I can never get on an airplane again, I don't care. I've had enough. I'm taking a stand and I'm not going to do it anymore. And plenty of other people are standing up and doing the same. I think the big problem that we have is far too many Americans complied to begin with. And they just sort of said, you know, I don't want the confrontation. I don't want to have to, you know, deal with getting thrown out of a store. But we're at a breaking point now and people need to just stand up and put their foot down and say enough is enough. I'm not doing it anymore. And if enough people do that, these these businesses are going to have to back down. They, they're not going to be able to maintain this forever. And I think that's basically where we're at right now. People just have to say, look, enough is enough. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I, I mean, I literally moved to Arizona in large part because I wanted to be in a state where I knew that, that they weren't going to try to enforce this, at least not as much at this time. So, you know, all Americans need to just sort of just go for it. Just say, I'm not doing it anymore and, and just go about their lives. And if it means getting kicked out of a store, go, you know, it's going to be an inconvenience, but go to another store. And I, it also, it helps because all of a sudden, if you stand up to, you know, a, a little uh, totalitarian employee at a store, all of a sudden, if they get enough people every single day giving them pushback, they're just going to stop enforcing it. They're going to yeah. say, you know what, we can't do this anymore. Or this policy really isn't working. Or, you know, we've had so many annoyances every single day. Most people don't want to have to deal with confrontation. So if you're an outspoken person, I just say be outspoken and stand up for yourself because it's going to help the next person who has to go face that same employee. Well, and you're not in the minority because I've heard a lot of stories that when people do begin to speak up and cause a little ruffle there at the store, that there's 10 people behind them shaking their head and nodding with them because they actually agree, but they didn't want to say anything. So, you know, most people, when they do that, they're they're not alone in any way, shape or form. But it's not just the individual. It's the businesses themselves, isn't it? I mean, we've talked about many times where where we spend our money. It matters nowadays with businesses having to make political 
uh, endorsements, political decisions, political points, you know, on how they stand as a business, which I think is very strange. But now we have that lifestyle. So where our money goes is important as well. And if we have two local shops, one that enforces masks, and you need to wear the mask or prove, you know, prove your vaccine, or the other one that just says, I don't want to infringe on anybody. Just come and you know buy our product because we're trying to get back on our feet here. I'm going to go to that latter business and go and support them because I support their mandates. I mean, we need, the, the business needs to make their decision as well. Exactly. We need to support, uh, you know, freedom loving businesses. It, it just sort of makes sense, especially, you know, in these times where, you know, so many small businesses are having trouble, you know, staying open given everything that they've been through the past year. So yeah, definitely people need to spend their money wisely at these businesses. Yeah, we're talking with uh, Maggie Vandenberg, uh, influential political strategist on social media. With her videos, you can find her on YouTube, on the Tweety, on the Facebook and Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, talk about your thoughts. What could we hear from Joe Biden tomorrow? He wants to make a statement. Uh, he has a apparently a six-tiered plan on what he wants to do to try and push vaccines, push the masks, try and, I don't know, maybe lock things down again. I mean, what do you think is going to come out of it? And what's going to be the response from that? You know, it's funny because as soon as I heard him say that he was going to do this on Thursday, I had my concerns, right? We've seen what's going on in some Western countries like Australia, and it's utterly terrifying. I mean, Australia and and France are basically, you know, they're facing full-out tyranny because of these restrictions, because of these vaccine passports and the inability to travel around freely. So I wonder how extreme Joe Biden's going to go. I mean, I think we should be prepared for the worst. I think we could be facing true Orwellian, you know, 1984, full Australia-style lockdowns and additional measures and, you know, an extreme approach to, you know, this, these new variants. Now, what's, what's uh, I don't know, concerning is I, I just worry that if people are going out and protesting, I just question what, you know, what is the government response going to be? Because I remember last year in California in May when we went out and we were protesting, you know, it the government basically came down on people. And yeah. I wonder what we're going to see now happen under, you know, the Biden regime, what people are going to be facing. Um, you know, I also just have to kind of throw out that I don't know if you remember that um, it was sort of circling a couple months ago that they were anticipating that there could be um, some kind of problems around 9-11. And it just seems weird to me that, that Joe Biden's making this press statement on the weekend of 9-11 and that they've sort of anticipated that there could be problems uh, around the country. And now all of a sudden, if he makes a really extreme, uh, you know, lockdown measures, people might be inclined to go out and protest. And I just would worry that something could happen this weekend. I mean, I don't know. It just seems it just seems weird to me. Well, and it also shows where his mind's at right now. I mean, right now, you're right. We have high alert from the military with a concern about the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And he's focused on masks and mandates on, on vaccines and trying to punish the American people as opposed to being concerned exactly. about a potential threat. So, I mean, we can see where his priorities are with wanting to abuse the American public as opposed to actually focus on terrorism abroad which is concerning i'm an eternal optimist i always like to see the glass half full and I, I think over the last year the positive that we've been able to take away from a lot of this has been the the maybe the education for some on the concept of federalism and state versus federal rights and, and laws and the ability for the states to make their own decisions 
Uh, because you're right, we could see a lot of potential uh, mandates coming down from the federal government. I'm hoping that we have the state legislatures uh, across the nation strong enough to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that. And even if you threaten to pull our federal funding on certain issues, we're not going to abuse our people that much. And maybe we could start seeing some battles with the states rising up, couldn't we? Yeah, and I hope we do. I mean, because Joe Biden doesn't really have authority to do anything, right, as long as the states stand up and say, we're not going to do that. You know, here in Arizona, one of the reasons why they have, um, you know, they've they've been able to resist so much with these mask mandates is because they um, there was a I think it was a House resolution last year, 2770, where they push and they were able to get legislation through that basically protected businesses from having to enforce mask mandates, regardless of what state or local authorities uh, you know, required. It just meant that the businesses didn't have to go out and police their customers and tell people that they had to wear a mask. So I think the more that states and, uh, you know, state bodies can basically get it together and resist against this kind of tyranny. I think that's what we need to see happen across the country. One step at a time, we can get the people to rise up and actually make their voice heard, businesses to do it, and states on their own as well. You can find her on social media, Fog City Midge, on all the uh, social media, on the Tweety, the Instagram, all the others as well, uh, Maggie Vandenberg. Maggie, it's great to have you on the program. I appreciate you very much. Let's get you back on the show again real soon. Let's do it. Thank you. Hey, appreciate it very much. All right, we got lots to get to today. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about the Biden administration, their announcement they're making tomorrow. What's it actually going to entail? The six-step plan of Biden trying to impose their more mandates at the federal level to try and stop COVID. The Delta variant, we're up 300% with cases, although the hospital rates, from what I've heard, have not been as much in the news as what the other ones were. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Plus, Joe Rogan back in the news again as well with his battle against COVID. And officially, I think he's suing CNN. He's talked about it. Don't know if it's official yet. We'll talk about that when we come back in more. Plus, Mickey Bell, stand-up comedian at the bottom of the hour as we get set for the midweek celebration here on The Voice Reason. Lots to get to. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information 
segment at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Radio, TV, live, streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you. You can find us on our social media at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. Also on the website at HoosierReason.com. I feel kind of uh, bad that I'm not going to be here tomorrow to be able to recap this Biden speech because apparently he's going to make all these shows. Yeah, think about it. We have the 20th anniversary of 9-11 coming up two days, uh, three days from now, two days from tomorrow when he makes the speech. And he's focused on figuring out ways to oppress you. Oppress you with this dictator type, oh, the COVID pandemic and we're 300% up from before. And Now, that's not deaths. That's not hospitalizations. In fact, deaths are still kind of plateaued. Um and we still are at like the lowest level of COVID deaths from the whole pandemic. So that's not necessarily happening. We had a small spike in hospitalizations and you got to be prepared because the news nationally is, oh, there's there's a shortage in hospital rooms and ICUs and staffing and everything. When you could easily find out the reason for that, number one, there's a staffing shortage because they let go of all the nurses and doctors that didn't get vaccinated. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we don't have enough people to help out. What a crazy concept. Then number two, you have other people that over the last year, and this isn't, I think another show, another show, Google it. Um, no, there's other news where over the last year, there's people that haven't gone to the hospital because they've been concerned about COVID. So they've been holding off on medical issues. Now we're seeing a spike in people outside of COVID coming into the hospitals with medical issues. And then the the small spike in COVID cases going to the hospital kind of pushed them over the top. And now we have this pandemic of shortages in hospitals all over the country, not because of COVID, but because of other people that are sick coming into the hospital that have been like holding off over the last year because they were scared to come into the hospital. Between that and the staffing shortages, yeah, we have an issue in the hospitals, but it's not because of COVID. Maybe like 5% because of COVID. Not the majority of the issues. So because of all this, we have a massive increase in COVID cases because they're testing more for the Delta variant, the Delta variant more contagious, less severe. But Biden making his major announcement tomorrow on his outlining six-pronged plan that includes more vaccine mandates and school policies. Say what? He's going to, according to the Daily Mail, he's laying out a six-pronged strategy, quote, working across the public and private sectors to help continue to get the pandemic under control, according to Jen Psaki, the communications director. The United States leads the world in COVID-19 cases and deaths because we're a larger population. Excuse me. Uh, now, if this was the country of, say, like Israel, we're just going to use that one as, a, as an example. Tiny little country, like what, two, three million people in the country? Not a lot. That's in like Los Angeles here in the United States. And they're like, all right, they lead the, you know, lead the world in COVID cases. Then we'd have a problem. We have 350, 360 million people in the, I think it's like 380 now, 380 million people in this nation, one of the largest populated nations in the entire planet. And they're concerned because we lead the world in COVID-19 cases. At the same time, 
They're not talking about deaths, although they do say we're leading the world in deaths as well. Again, because of a large population and because we have things called individual rights where we get to make our own decisions. If I get sick, that's my own damn fault. It's not because you told me to. It's not because you can lead the horse to the trot. It's because I have a right to make the decisions that I want to. And if I fail miserably and fall on my face, then it's because I made that um, choice on my own to fall on my face because of the decision that I made. But that's my fault, and I don't need some social safety net to tell me one way or the other. So I'm curious to see what Joe Biden's going to try to say tomorrow outside of trying to lock the country down, which would be really interesting to do to say, hey, we live in the land of the free as opposed to the terrorist nations over in the Middle East. But by the way, your freedom is going to come with telling you to have a curfew or, you know, martial law. I'm not saying he's going to do that, but some type of shutting down schools or, you know, forced businesses or we're going to pull your state funding from COVID relief. Oh, we're going to pull your city's uh, relief money from the federal government. Oh, we're not going to take care. They're already doing it to nursing homes. Medicare, Medicaid funding being pulled. If you don't actually have your nursing home at a certain percentage of staff being vaccinated, against the COVID-19 virus. Anything they can do to be the mobsters, to be the tyrants, to be the fascists, to be the Nazis, to say, do as we say or else, you're not going to get our funding, our support, and we will come after you. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I don't care what any other program says, what any other talk show host says. There's uh, one in particular. You know who I'm talking about. No, he's a good friend. Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio. Always says that he's got the fastest hour of radio. No, no, uh-uh. By far, this is the fastest hour of radio on radio. Plus, we have the TV and the live streaming and the podcasting. We are on track again to skyrocket for the podcast downloads just a few days into this month. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. You can find The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any of your favorite podcasting sites. You can also watch the video streams that we have on TV and on our social media at Hoosier Reason, the website at HoosierReason.com. Although, we can't do the live video feed on the actual website right now because we were posting the YouTube channel on there, and now we're banned on YouTube for a couple of months. So that's nice. Way to go. I know. I know. Thank you. I'll be here all day. Uh, But we're banned until, I want to say, the beginning of December until we can actually do that again. So we're looking at alternatives. We do have the live video stream on the Tweety and on Facebook and on uh, a few other places right now. Twitch.tv, of course, is the big one right now. You can go to twitch.tv 
Find us at Hoosier Reason and subscribe there and follow us. Uh, but we're looking at possibly trying to put it on Rumble and making it like an isolated, just one location on on Rumble or on just Twitch or just one. Or maybe we'll just start the app and get that going with the Hoosier Media Network, which we are working on here very soon. Uh, anyways, let's get into what's trending as we kind of wrap up with this last half hour of the program. What's trending today? Now, we played it yesterday, so I'm not going to do it again today because we just don't have the time. But as you know, with 9-11 coming up on Saturday, the 20th anniversary, I'm on vacay tomorrow and Friday. So I wanted to focus some time on this today uh, as we go into the weekend because the 20th anniversary is kind of a big deal. Uh, Just a little bit, you know, 20th anniversary. And for those that actually remember it, it's sad that uh, now me being the millennial at 32 years old, like my generation's like one of the last ones that actually remembers the event and can actually remember where I was at and what I was doing and the emotion behind it because the young kids, I work at a radio station with a bunch of young kids that were like just born at that time and don't even know what I'm talking about. And to me, that's kind of sad. So uh, we do our tribute, we do our remembrance, and we played the audio clip that I put together yesterday. It's about a seven-minute audio clip. You can listen to the podcast from yesterday if you want to hear it. It's very heart-wrenching, and it took me a long time to put together, but it's our little tribute of the 9-11 events that happened uh, 20 years ago. But because of the emotion behind it, obviously, there's a lot of things that go along with that, with the depression for the country. A lot of people that obviously were uh, very traumatized and, and personally were involved in that. How do you deal with some of that stuff? And 20 years later, how do you go about trying to continue to uh, fight off some of that stuff? At the same time, now we have the Afghanistan issue that left 13 military uh, men and women dead over in Afghanistan with the botched uh, um, pullout from that operation as well. To talk about all this and more, super excited. It's been way too long since we've had him on the program. He's a stand-up comedian. He's the author of the book, uh, Reverse the Course of Depression, the self-help guide to uncovering the real causes of depression and living daily with a sound mind. You can find him on his website at themickeybell.com. It's the man himself, Mr. Mickey Bell. Mickey, how are you, my friend? What's going on? Oh, it is great to talk to you and have you back on the show again, my friend. How you been? Very good. So here's what we're going to do, uh, since you keep getting banned on YouTube. <laughs> we're going to do an OnlyFans video. Ah. And that way people can watch us there. <laughs> and we can go shirtless and fit in with everybody else. You know what? I, I think we might have to pay people to do that instead of actually get subscribed to the channel. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I, uh, I bet we wouldn't be banned. That's right. We won't be banned, though. We won't be banned. That's that's a good banned. way. I tell you, it's it's a battle. Just uh, the censorship we did on all the social media. You get so, shadow banned on Facebook. You get banned straight out on, yeah. on YouTube. Uh, it's hard to get the message out sometimes. Well, it, and that's just a sign of what individuals have to put up with locally. As a comedian, they keep moving that line that they don't want you to cross. Uh, it's not that you're being uh, politically incorrect. They want to say you're being racist just because you make fun of the side that they are on. And so it's getting really tough to make any kind of comments. You make any kind of comments, give any type of uh, opinion, and all of a sudden you're deemed racist and you're deemed unfit to live. And so that's just what we're falling into in this society, and it's becoming very difficult to enjoy life for a lot of people. Yeah, it very is. And we've talked about that last time you came on the program is trying to stay happy in this really weird, divisive, angry, rage culture that we're in that either do as we say or else we're going to come after you and attack you on social media, physically assault you if we have to in the streets with, you know, anti-fun, Black Lives Matter. It's it's hard to stay positive, but now we're 
coming into a hard time. I remember, I mean, obviously, being a little bit younger, I was in the sixth grade when this happened, when 9-11 happened. I remember hearing about it on the bus. I had no idea what the heck was going on. But I saw the video, and I I just remember my parents being near the TV and us watching this. And and then uh, as I grew up and understood more, then I became more emotionally attached to what happened. But we're we're coming into a time now where this is the 20th anniversary. It's hard to believe that it's been 20 years, but this is kind of a big deal this year, isn't it? It is. And to talk about that within the subject matter in which I'm on your show for, that's really one of the big events that really started a lot of people having to deal with their emotions and their thoughts simply Mm -hmm. because of this. Everything that was done was done live on television and every person remembers where they were when they saw the video. It made it very personal. Then the storyline that came after that from each individual, from each family, all of a sudden we became very connected and we all felt as though we were living in New York at that time. Yeah. And so I think a lot of that has spawned a lot of different thoughts that has led to the mental illness portion of it simply because of the fact that we witnessed tragedy and hate at the same time and we couldn't get away from it it was everywhere we went and and if you'll remember it was one of the first shutdowns that we experienced because a lot of uh a lot of our favorite shows off tv saturday night live a lot of them just shut down a lot of the places in new york shut down baseball games some of them kind of uh you know took a hiatus for a night or two and uh little did we know that what we were going to be experiencing in 2020 was going to be the magnitude that began then. That is very true. I never thought of it that way, is we did see a lot of what's going on right now happening then. What I did see, and I've talked about a little bit of the evolution of the differences between then and now, is it seems like a totally different world. Back then, when this happened, it was the uniting force for everybody, regardless of political affiliation. I remember very vividly the headlines that day, and, and shortly after that, were not of the division in New York City, but there was a littering issue because there were so many people putting American flag bumper stickers on pole, light poles and flagpoles and everything else that they were falling off and littering the streets of New York City. And they were asking people not to do it because there were too much patriotism of people trying to actually put up flags everywhere, as, a, as opposed to today where if you put up the flag, you already know your political affiliation in the country. And, and that, to me, that's a major step backwards, I think. Isn't it amazing how dark and light works? Yeah. Back then, we saw all of our lawmakers gathered together on the steps of the Capitol. They stood shoulder to shoulder, and they sung the words to Amazing Grace. Now, I was shocked that a few of them even knew the words to the hymn. (laughs) But they sung Amazing Grace. And now today, it's offensive if you even try to bring any type of religion, any type of reference to a prayer life or to a relationship to God Almighty. So that just shows you where we've come. It just shows you what hatred can do. It shows you what evil does whenever it gets inside of our world. And that's exactly what we're experiencing right now. And it's making it difficult for good people. You know, because the thing is, there are some very good people in this world. 
And our society is making it very difficult for them to be good people. Yeah, it is very difficult. Uh, we're talking with Mickey Bell, a uh, stand-up comedian, author of the book, Reverse the Course of Depression, with people that were personally involved, not just, you know, the, the everyday you and me that saw it on TV and got emotional because, oh my gosh, the, the country's under attack and we wept, but people that were actually involved in this, their family member was, you know, actually in the Twin Towers when it happened. They were in New York when it, you know, covered in dust running away from something like that. People that are actually involved with that, do you think that, I mean, obviously, that was a very traumatic event. 20 years later, how do you think a lot of those individuals are doing? Have we been able to kind of grasp this concept, or is it still, do you think, above many people's heads? I don't know that it's above the people's heads. I think it's simply the fact that it's a slap in the face. Mm. Because now we are unable to unite like we did then. So when it comes to remembering those lives that were lost, when it comes to honoring those police officers, those firefighters, those emergency responders, now it's frowned upon to do that. Now we're ridiculed for doing that. And so I think it's more of a slap in the face because now when we try to honor and we try to memorialize and we try to give space and time that we need to be able to remember that moment in our nation's history, now we're being well, we're being, you know, penalized. We're being reprimanded. We are, we're being instructed not to do so. And I honestly believe that is a slap in the face for every life that was lost and for every man, every family member that's having to deal with that. When they are dealing with this particular date on their calendar, trust me, they don't have to have it circled. It's already ingrained in their life. And what they need is they need for people to be able to come around them and love on them and encourage them. And I'm sure that they have uh, close family and friends that do that. But what they need is for our nation to be able to do a, do that again. And when we're unable to do that, it's almost like our government and our country is telling them it, they're just not worth it anymore. Yeah, amen to that. It is a slap in the face, and I can only imagine someone who is traumatized by that trying to survive, and then you have elected officials coming out and saying, well, some people just did something and just need to kind of move on from it. Uh, it it's heart-wrenching and angering all at the same time. Mickey Bell, let's take a break here real quick. When we come back, I want to talk about moving forward, and we teased it earlier in the show about the messaging coming from the current administration right now where we, we're coming up to the 20th anniversary and potential threats to the country again after what happened in Afghanistan while the administration's focused on mask mandates and forcing people into vaccines. Are we sending a wrong message and the wrong sense of unity going into this holiday? Well, it's a, not really a holiday, a commemoration of what's going on. We'll take a break. Lots more coming up, wrapping up the show today on a Wednesday here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. 
and check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Last segment here on the show for a Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Chatting with Mickey Bell, comedian, author of the book Reverse, The Course of Depression. You can find him on the interweb, themickeybell.com, also on the social media as well. As we talk about 9-11, getting prepared for the holiday, the trauma of many individuals remembering it. I just, again, I can't fathom the fact that there's those younger don't remember this or don't have the emotional connection to it. We have elected officials that are, you know, somebody said, dump, said did something and therefore, yeah, whatever, just move on. That And, of course, that's the left-wing progressive. They just want to erase it from our mind because they don't want us to. And, Mick, as you mentioned, that's a, a, a kind of a slap in the face for those that were personally involved in something like this. But the messaging from D.C., obviously, Joe Biden's agenda was to pull out of Afghanistan before 9-11 to say that, you know what, uh, by the 20th anniversary, we ended the war on terror. We ended the war on Afghanistan. I agree, disagree with the mindset. Do we, did we need to get out of there? I think we did. I think it was botched and horrible in the first place. But for the wrong motive, now we're so focused on COVID protocol that just two days before the uh, the anniversary of September 11th, tomorrow, Joe Biden's supposed to make a statement about the different vaccine mandates and mask mandates and reshutting down of the economy that he wants to do to try and stop the virus. Do you think it's the wrong messaging right now as we go into a time of mourning and remembrance just two days after that? Or uh, is it just expected kind of from this administration? For me personally, it's just expected. I just You just bounce from one, and that's a little Southern accent for bounce, you just bounce from one um, storyline to another. Whenever they start losing control on one storyline, they jump to another. And when they start losing uh, people on that one, they, they move to another storyline. And it's just kind of bouncing back and forth. It's like we don't even know uh, what to do anymore. And when you look at the Afghanistan issue, you either got to say, you're forced to say one or two things. You, you've either got to say that our military has become so inadequate that we're going to leave all of our tools, our <laughs> helicopters, and our 
uh, weaponry, we're going to leave it there, or there was a hidden agenda on why it was left there. So you just have to decide that. And so whenever you start getting, or whenever our leader starts getting questioned about that, now all of a sudden we got to talk about mandates. Right. It's almost like if you start questioning him, now all of a sudden, well, we're going to shut everything down. We've got to shut everything. It's almost like if you don't shut up, we're going to shut you down. And so it's it's almost like it's not so much for our safety as it is just his way of penalizing the people for questioning what he's doing. Well, of course, yeah, he hasn't taken a whole lot of questions on it. He's been down in the basement. He's going to come up for this one, but that's about it. He didn't take any questions. The day that we finally did pull out officially from Afghanistan, didn't even take any Q&A. He did his speech. He went up there. He did his thing. And then he hobbled off and, and walked down the hallway without any questions. You would think after a, a, a some type of major event like that, a momentous event like that to say, you know what, the war on terror is done after 20 years. We spent $2 trillion, a trillion dollars, whatever it was, and, you know, this is what we did and this is what we're going to do and so on. So you would think that you would take some Q&A after that, but he didn't because he can't. He doesn't know how, and he doesn't want to bring attention to how everything was actually botched. Last question before we let you go. we got just about a minute and a half here. But moving forward, remembering September 11th, remembering and putting it in its rightful place in history, commemorating it the way we actually need to, how difficult do you think it's going to be to do so with the younger generations coming up that don't get it, don't remember it, didn't live through it, and the younger generation, they always say that each generation has a momentous event that that just is engraved into their childhood. Do you expect something to happen again soon that's going to be traumatic for that generation for them to remember? Andy, I think the very first thing we have to do, you and I, our age group, our our generation, we must go to the two generations ahead of us and we must apologize to them. Mm. And the reason we need to apologize is because now we know how they feel when we got tired of everyone talking about Vietnam, when we got tired of everyone talking about uh, Desert Storm. And it was almost like we did not want them I mean, we still honored them and we still loved on them, but it's like we didn't allow them to speak because we were like, that's ancient history. Why should we be talking that? Our yeah. generation now knows how they feel. They needed. The, they need, first of all, an apology from us because of the fact that we did not give them time to mourn and we did not give them time to be honored. So that's the first thing we have to do. Is there going to be another? Absolutely. There always is. We're never going to get away from it simply because there is hatred in this world. As long as there's hatred, there's going to be 9-11. We just have to brace ourselves forward and know what's going to happen. Amen to that. I completely agree wholeheartedly. TheMickeyBell.com is the website. Go and check it out, Mickey. I always love chatting with you, my friend. I'll start that uh, OnlyFans page. We'll get that rolling. What do you say? Hey, I'm already I'm already taking my shirt off. Let's go. <laughs> Making it happen. Mickey, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. We'll get you back on the show again real soon here. And uh, we always love you and appreciate that. That wraps it for today. Back at it on Monday. I'm on vacation the next couple of days. Until then, uh, celebrate September 11th properly. Do the commemoration. We'll see you back on the radio on Monday. Podcast going up in a little bit. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. 
And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.